Greetings, mortals. You are listening to Bourbon and Barbarians, an actual play recording presented by the Cromcast. So that's... Yeah, we don't know. So that's basically where we left off with the book being uh, packaged up and lashed to the back of Gregory's pack. Uh, Gregory and Berzon are inside the cabin, whereas Alaric is outside of the cabin. And dawn is breaking, and we can pick up from there. Okay. So I've got this book, and... Can I'm going to look around the room again to see what else is in here. And I want to know if there are any other immediate exits or is this just like a one room kind of cabin? Yeah. So you and uh, Berzon are in the room at the desk where you, where you picked up this book and we're looking at it. And so uh, as it gets a little bit lighter, you're starting to get the hints of shadows from like the external light source coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple windows that face towards the north, so they're not necessarily catching the direct sunlight that's starting to, to creep over the horizon. But there, you can at least now see those windows, and you have the torch in your hand. There's the trap door that's in the center of the room that I mentioned before. There's the desk that's facing the south wall that I mentioned before. Uh, there are the chairs that are facing towards you that are sort of in the room as you come in. There's the moose, moose's head. Uh, and as you look around, you also see two different features that up to this point you didn't notice prior, uh, one of which seems to be a mirror on the western wall of this room and on the eastern wall... Uh, behind sort of like the the comfy chairs that are that are facing towards you there's a, a clock uh, that's sort of built into the wall clock running can we tell uh, as you stop and listen you do hear I'll wait for just a second here I was just getting a uh grid paper so I can sketch. Cool. So as you're as you're looking around and listening now that you see this clock, you hear the uh, the occasional ticking of it. Uh, beyond that, something else that you didn't notice before just because of your own noise that you were that you were were generating. Uh, you hear light music coming from somewhere within the cabin. It's it's very faint and it's the the sound of a harpsichord playing. Which one of you is playing music in there? There there must be someone here playing a harpsichord. That That is unnerving. (laughs) Do we want to investigate that? I'm not sure we do. Have we noticed anything about the floor? Is there is there a cellar door or anything? Uh, I mean, there's the the big ass trap door that you saw, you know, That's, that okay, you're yeah. seeing. Uh, but the floor itself is wooden, uh, and I All think right. I remarked upon this previously. The wood is almost petrified. It's yeah. it's stone like. Are there any uh, cracks or like knot holes that are that don't have a knot in them or anything like we could see through the floor at all? 
Like, can we look into the basement without opening that big ass door? Not that you can see. I mean, it's it's pretty dark in here too. So, I mean, maybe if it was lighter and you could really like look around. But as it stands right now, you can't. I mean, without like spending some time really poking around, uh, you can't see like any like holes. This, uh, the 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 cabin itself seems to be incredibly well made. I have infravision. Perhaps I can offer some assistance. Yeah, you should that, you should get in here. Yeah, that that lets you see in. Uh, the dark and and better in dim light, I think. Okay. I will join my friends inside the spooky, obviously haunted cabin. Uh, I want to look at the clock more closely. Okay. Now that we're all in here, the trap is sprung. <laughs> you can't fight your way out of a trap until you spring it. Or are we all trapped all the time by this thing we call life? <laughs> I don't know. kind of unknown. I'm gonna freak out our German listeners because you know German really well now. Yeah, ich spreche Deutsch, aber nicht sehr gut. Okay, so I was handed <laughs> I was handed a card, which is I was afraid for a moment, but it's just <laughs> it's, just a, it's a, <laughs> a map of the uh, the interior of the cabin. Yeah, there's just a lot oh, of yeah. landmarks. Head, it's worth keeping. Desk. in yeah. Uh, is this? You move to your left a little bit, or to your right? I mean, there you go. The uh, the mirror is that attached to the so, wall? So, so Josh asked about the clock. So let's let's talk. Okay. Where, let's talk about that okay. first. Because so clock, then mirror. Yeah. Okay. Or or do you do you want to do, do the mirror first? Bear yeah, on. that's fine. Okay. You ask. Okay. Okay. So uh, the preternatural inquires about this clock uh you walk up to it this thing is essentially a cabinet that's sort of fixed into the wall uh it almost looks as if it is a tall uh like uh sort of like noir-esque in contemporary terms that we would understand uh like a uh like a skyscraper, if you can think about like that sort of Art Deco appearance of this, this sort of like feature that's sort of built into the wall. It's towering, blocky, and it's cathedral-like in its appearance. Yeah, uh, uh, coming to a point. Yeah, point. very, very vertical, uh, with with the rounded top, but a lot of 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 work that sort of went in to the corners of it. And so this thing is wood, as as is the rest of the the walls of the cabinet, uh, and. It's ticking away. And so, as far as what time it is showing, it's showing 3.46. Okay. Hmm. And uh, it's definitely a clockwork mechanism. You can't necessarily get a feel for for what would be coming out of like the, the doors of the clock itself. Okay. But it is, uh, it's more than just like the, the clock face. There's a lot of intricacy here of what is, what's going to be going on with it. Hmm. Yeah. Did my people make it? Uh, are, are dwarves uh, like smelters and forgers in this world? Or oh, I absolutely. I mean, they're, they're, they're makers of fine things in total. So, uh, Real good things. Yeah, it. Uh, go ahead and roll three d six. The best things. Is that under your wisdom? 
It is one under my wisdom. Okay. So this uh, this clock is not made by your people. It is precise, beautiful to behold, and is is, is of the finest construction. You don't know what person or people would have made such a clock but the fact that it's here on top of this mountain is really is really damned weird because to get such a precise beautiful instrument up here would, would have taken some some amount of work and it clearly wasn't crafted here okay. so great great care was taken to get that thing up here we have, we have a pack animal it seems like something that we should uh pack back down the mountain when we're done yeah maybe Let's. I think I'm gonna just leave it here for now. Destroy it. Let's, you uh, want to destroy it? Can we? No. Can, can we move the minute hand to one? So it's three fifty nine, and and wait for a minute just to see what happens when it strikes the hour. Is it three fifty nine? He says. It, can we like physically just move the minute hand so it's <clears throat> at three fifty nine? Okay, so uh, is that what you're doing? You want to see uh, what happens when it strikes the hour. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so uh, so Brazon, you walk up to the clock, and you put your finger on the minute hand. You spin it around up to where it's one minute uh, until. Uh, so you do that, and it continues to tick, tick, tick. Go ahead and roll 3d6. Okay, so that's well under your intelligence. This is this is kind of a a nonsense kind of roll, but I mean you're really focused on this clock, so I wanted to just make sure that you noticed it. Uh, your party members that were behind you, flanking you, watching you, are no longer there. Where? Okay. Did the clock strike already? Uh, not yet. Oh. I'm, what what did you do? <laughs> I'm going to put it back to 346. I don't think that's going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> so you dial it back to 346. Uh, and when you, if you do that, if you're getting it precisely at that amount, is that what you're doing? Yes. <clears throat> you do that. Uh, and your two party members sort of pop back into existence because you're looking for them. Uh, and they're frozen. I'm gonna wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, so so you wait, and then and then they come back to life. Sort of. You guys you guys are there. Like he, all of the sudden, wait, uh, can, I, can I get behind them before it happened? They they come back. Sure, if you want to. So from yeah. from our perspective, are we like phased out or uh, no? Ber- you Berzon just like disappeared. He disappeared. Yeah. When they pop back, I'm gonna like jump up behind them and shout <laughs> don't do yeah, that yeah so 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 uh <laughs> within the the time that you and alaric were in like he just he disappeared and just immediately is behind us How? it's 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 uh instantaneous for for like uh he's he's gone like he was you were watching him he's gone and then like, and then he's behind. And us. then like, automatically he's like tapping you on the shoulder, like like mere seconds, like the second that you recognize that he's like, he just disappeared. So he's like phasing through the dimensions or phasing through time or something. What 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 did you guys see? You were there, and then you were behind us. You were there. 
this is going to sound really weird, but I'm going to go back in front of the clock face again. Hold Both of you hold my hand. Okay. All gonna right. Hold on real tight. I'm gonna, while holding their hand, I'm going to move the clock, again, the, clock the, the minute hand again. How are you going to move it if we're both <laughs> holding your hands? Well, oh, like that's what I want. Are you going to use your nose? No. Let's lock no. arms. Lock arms? Okay. Yeah. But still, how is he going to? Well, like both of you could hold on to my one arm. Okay. Like, and then, okay. So we'll link gonna... hands and then I'll move my hand up with yours. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do this together. So, uh, Brazon is holding on to the two other party members and he reaches up. And what are you advancing the clock towards? Uh, I'm just going to put it back towards four o'clock, but only put it two or three minutes. I'm going to, I'm going to put it to three fifty. Okay. So you dial it forward to three fifty, uh, and once again, you're in the room and it's empty. So, so you you advance the clock just like a couple minutes ahead of ahead of ahead of what you were. Like at this point, it was like three forty seven to three forty eight. Uh, you said you advanced it to three fifty. So you did that, yeah. and you felt the pressure of the preternaturals handing yours, and it's it's gone. Like ultimately, huh? Um, since I'm only a couple of minutes ahead now, I'm going to just wait like two minutes, see if they like catch up in time. Okay. Uh, I'm afraid of what monster is in this weird dimension with you. I bet it's the moose or you're in the upside down and it's the Demogorgon. There you go. We're only third level. I couldn't face a Demogorgon by myself. I don't think that Luke would do a Demogorgon on us. I think Luke would totally, if if, uh, Demogorgon was going to pop up, it would happen now. Well, but I think the Demogorgon is too cool. He's kind of like a hipster dungeon master. Uh, It's too much a part of the public conscience right now. I see. So he might go more for like Zugdmoy or one of the other lesser devils and demons. Maybe an owlbear monster again. Law. Luke has put his fingers in his ears <laughs> and taken his headphones off and is staring down. Oh no, did I break the game? I'm so I'm so I'm sorry I played so, the clock with asking about it. So uh you advance the clock two minutes uh and you're by yourself. And I wait two minutes and nothing happens. Right. It it turns to three fifty two and and nothing happens. Oh, crap. I'm going to put it back to 350 then. Okay, so you dial it back about uh, two minutes, and uh, you are moving it slowly, and uh, at that point, you, you blink back into existence in front of your party members. Huh. I do not believe we should touch this clock anymore. I think this clock is going to be used for something, but maybe we don't know what yet. So I agree. Let's, uh, so that's the clock. And the other thing we have in this room is a mirror and there's harpsichord music playing. And is the music still going? Like mm-hmm. we're, we're just like messing with this yeah, now, clock. No, well, now that you, now that you know what you're listening to or now, now that you, now that you know, you're hearing it. Like before you guys were like walking around exploring the room, but you weren't really hearing. It sounds like there's music playing lightly behind a couple muffled doors like you know think about 
in the real world, if you had the radio playing on, like in the upstairs bedroom, and you were downstairs, uh, and the door was closed, closed there, like you weren't, you're not hearing it. That's 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 basically what you're getting here, like the slight muffled tones of what seems to be a piano being played. Could could I hear it when I blinked forward or blink with the clock? Was yes. it still playing? Yes, it was. Um, so I think I blinked in time when I moved the clock, which could be really useful if uh, we get chased by something we can't necessarily handle. Oh, good call. So I propose if we come in here and need to use it to escape, we all turn it forward 10 minutes. Whoops. I'm so sorry. That was my cell phone. <laughs> Is that the Jurassic Park theme yeah. song? That's funny. Cell phones find a way, man. Um, but it could be a really useful escape mechanism if we need it. We just have to make sure we all go to the same time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But for now, let's, let's not, not touch it, it anymore. So immediately <laughs> to our left, like we're more or less in the corner of this room. There's a door. Yeah, right. Is it closed or is it like an open doorway? It is shut. Okay. And then next to that, you're going left along the wall, there's the moose. Right. And there's a fireplace there? Uh, yeah, below the moose there is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think, I can't remember if we asked this or not. Does it look like there's been a fire in there recently? You haven't investigated that. Okay. Um, well, Mike wanted to know about the mirror. And right. so let's do that first, okay. I guess. And then I'll look at the fireplace. <clears throat> Whoa. Okay. Oh, I kind of took over the clock investigation. So do your fireplace if you want. Uh, okay. Well, I go over to the fireplace. I'll look up at the moose. Okay. Uh, so the fireplace itself does seem to have been used recently there's at least a portion of a charred log that's within the within the fireplace okay uh the large moose's head that's above the fireplace is is it's like dominates the room this thing uh almost as if like the 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 haunted portrait seems to stare at you from like every direction but it's just such a damn big feature that it's there right Mm -hmm. uh and so uh, it's a large male moose with those 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 paddle shaped, uh, you know, uh, like antlers that are there. Those horns. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the moose? Are you interested in knowing? Um, really, I was just looking at it to get a better sense. Like, it, so it's obviously just a real moose's head that, mm-hmm. with no taxidermy done, they just like lob, lopped it off and. It rotted somewhat, and oh no, no! I mean, it's a taxidermied okay. like mount. Okay, it, it, it is, it is uh, lifelike. The eyes are large, and as you look at those eyes, you can you can see they almost want to consume you. Like they're they are these amber colored eyes, and the eyes themselves seem to swim as if there's a liquid that's within inside them. Like they're 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 like marbles. They're like staring at you. They're not like like dead doll's eyes from like a like a like a dead animal. This is this is a similar to the clock, something that is very nice, is very fine, and to have been brought and placed in this room in such a condition, it like it would have taken some doing to get a big ass moose's head. Magical? 
per, perhaps. I mean, who 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 can say what what actually got that moose head in here? But the fact is, it is a large, finely mounted taxidermied mm. moose's head. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing you would see like in a hunting lodge, right? Like the the finest like uh, uh, like dukes found to the to to the summerlands, like. This is the kind of thing you would see in their their hunting lodges to the to the northern woods. Okay. Uh, so there, I'm gonna make a note that there's something with the eyes. Uh, I want to look in the ashes of the fireplace. Does it just look like there's wood in there, or is there anything else? Uh, a couple of larger chunks of wood that are that are largely burnt down. I mean, you can see here. It looks as if there was a single fire, uh, and that's about what you can say. It's it's not petrified like the rest of the wood, though. It's, no, it's it's, it's it, it is it's it's yeah it's wood that is recently burned. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, I want to hold. So we've got the mirror left to look at, and we've got these two doors. Okay. Uh, is there a tablecloth on? I there was a table. Was there a tablecloth on it? There's a desk. Yeah. There's that's, a that's where the book was. Yeah. Never mind. I want to cover that moose head up. It's creeping me out. <laughs> I don't think we should touch it. It might send you through time. You might become a moose. You might become. You might trade places with the moose. <clears throat> Wouldn't that be wild? That would, yes. I don't like it. <laughs> so you're approaching this mirror? I am. Okay. I don't know if the other guys uh, are. So the Preternatural walks up to the, mo- to the mirror as well as Alaric. Uh this mirror here that's in the corner of the room again like other features within the room while they seem to be mundane they're very finely made and so this this mirror has a very nice and sort of ornate corners of it but the frame of the mirror has some has some inscriptions you look at the mirror itself uh and it is what the span of like your arm's width and and half as half as much as tall. So if you were there like with your uh, with your entire party, the three of you look into the mirror and you you see the room as it is. Like oh, all of y'all okay. are looking back. Uh, the glass itself actually is a little bit bubbly. Uh, it doesn't seem to be like the the mirror itself is not. It's not as it doesn't seem to be as made of as fine a substance itself as the the actual like. Uh, the frame. Okay. If that makes sense. So the frame is really nice. Right. But the but the uh, the the actual material of the mirror seems to be substandard. Oh. If that if that makes yeah, that's weird. If that makes sense. I mean you're looking at it from afar too. Like you're you're do you want to get up and like closely sort of Yeah, look I'm at it? approaching it. Okay, so so you get up closer and you Hang on. I don't know if you hold are on I, this, I, hold on to this rope before you touch it. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, it's Take but it is rope. it's but the mirror, my friend. Just hold on to this end, and I'll hold on to this other end, uh, my, and then you can touch your mirror, my so, fine dwarven friend. So the the preternatural takes the rope in one hand, and he walks up, and you're you're studying it closely, and indeed you even take your finger out, and you're sort of like running it down the 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 length of the mirror, and and you get the sense that it's not entirely smooth, uh, and that's probably as a consequence of the the faint imperfections and bubbling that you see over the course of the mirror. So okay. the mirror itself seems to be uh, just not clear 
at that very close inspection. Like there's there's faint bubbles and there's faint imperfections throughout the uh, the the glassy material that the mirror is made out of. Okay. Hmm. You're, but you're he's still it. here. Yeah, he's still there. He's still there. Your finger runs down it. Your finger is icy cold with touching with touching this mirror. Well, it is it is cold in here, right? Is it, it is, is it yes. unnaturally cold or uh the mirror itself is 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 ice cold, like running your finger down a block of ice, which mm. is which is, you know, I'm not gonna say uh like that's not par for the course. I mean, it's cold in here, but mm-hmm. the fact that it is just like so frigid—that's not the temperature of like the wall. Okay. Well, Gregory. Uh, yes. Do you see those those runes along the edge of the mirror? I cannot read them. You can't read them at all. Uh, no, I can't. I spent my read magic last time to read. Oh. The book. Yeah. It's not just like a language that we can read. Uh, well, I don't. Is it? Like, are these runes that are on various uh, things in the room? Are they are they legible? Uh, no, they're they're not uh, they're not legible to you. Okay, uh, Alaric, they do seem to be within the same. Uh, well, no, uh, no, this is you. I'm talking to yeah. So, so yeah. the preternatural. So, Gregory, there is. A similar. This is the same language that you've seen within the book. Okay. Uh, it's and the book itself had like tens of languages, if not like a hundred plus languages, uh, inscribed in it. But there is a common dominant language that you could see throughout the entire workings of that of that tome, and that one pops up here. Okay. Or do you have? like paper and charcoal like could you take a rubbing of the runes if we leave the mirror here so you can study them later we have the charred I, wood I, I could um i could but uh let's let's continue on first i feel like perhaps maybe we'll have time for that later um and Ooh, I, I see I, what you did there Tell out me. of time i i <laughs> Out of character, so Grigory is more interested in magical books, learning new spells, finding um, uh, scrolls and things like that. Less so these artifacts because okay. he does not possess the means to understand the artifacts and how they work and what they do. Um, it's just kind of beyond him at this stage in his his life. Um, and so, uh, whatever this mirror does. Grigory will never ever find out and it probably used improperly will kill him and and same for the clock and he's smart enough to know that like yeah time travel I'm not so not so sure <laughs> but there's None other these are swords so you're probably not interested swords Barzan oh that's right yeah you're here for the sword yeah it could be in one of these other rooms so as this conversation is unfolding uh, you hear the clockwork mechanisms of the clock striking striking up uh-huh. and basically what plays out and you can see it from your your location on the western wall you're looking at the eastern wall mm-hmm. uh, doors open up on the the sort of sides of this this cathedral type clock and you see two taxidermied Birds. One is dark, and the other one is is quite light in its color. And they're both like clockwork, and they seem to be nudging, perhaps an egg 
the the black one is nudging an egg along okay. towards the, the the white one, and they're going to meet in the middle. And this is going to take, you know, at least a couple of seconds to play out. And they're they're doing doing their little bird dance as they're coming towards each other. And so uh, the bird that's the lighter of the two essentially catches the the small rolly egg that's coming and it continues to roll back and it gets back on the the sides of the mechanism and it shuts its source i wonder what that egg is oh probably nothing (laughs) are you okay are you a zombie no, I was just like picturing all that play out in my head. Oh, yeah, it's weird. I like it. <laughs> now you've got me wondering. I, I want to be here at five o'clock to see, like, snatch that egg up and see what it is. Well, we've got time, so let's let's use that time to explore the rest of the cabin. There's two other rooms. Okay. Uh, so these rooms are along the southern wall. That's Let's the top first. That's the top of the figure here, and they're on either side. This is the moose head in the middle. The moose is pointing to the north. Yes. Yeah. Let's so start with the one on the right side of the moose, then, and we'll knock on the door and okay. see if anybody answers. They're right. Those are windows. Those are windows. Yeah. Oh, so those are not doors. No. Oh, so this is just a w- one-room cabin. No, there's a door that's to the. Uh, uh, to the right of the desk. Oh, it's an arrow. Okay. I thought it was another window. Okay. I'm wrong. Let's knock on the door. Edit all of that. So on the north here next to the desk, there's a door. There's only one. There's only one door. Okay. I was so wrong. You want to explore the unopened door that's within the cabin main living chambers. Yeah. That you're in. Okay. Uh, and while you're on, knock on the door while you get, while you figure out what happens, I'm going to go take a quick bathroom break. Okay. Yeah, we'll take a quick break. Time, it's pee pee time, it's pee pee time on barbins and barbarians. Ah, so refreshed. I remembered to wash my hands for sanitation. I really thought you were going to like spin into like a, a 50 style radio commercial for soap or something. <laughs> After you've peed, be sure to use dial. Dial, it's the man's soap. <laughs> Perfect. I hope that stays in. Welcome back, Gregory. Hey. We're just writing soap commercials. No. Oh, soap commercials. Yep. Another tied ad. Oh, this one is for dial. Uh, dial D for dial. <laughs> for what, Jonathan? Josh-a-thon. Josh-a-thon. Lucathon. Are we ready? Uh, I need to text Lizzie real quick. Everything okay? Yeah, I just want to tell her to get the bread out of the bread maker. Oh, that's, uh, it smells good. <gasps> Is it cinnamon? You yeasty son of a gun! I'm surrounded. I am surrounded by yeast. Fermentation <laughs> is happening everywhere. <laughs> So you approach the door that connects uh, to this main chambers. Uh, are you just opening it? 
is, is, is there a knob? Is it the same kind of? It is. No. Uh, the, the door to the outside was petrified and, and off its hinges. It was kind of propped. This is, this is a door with like an ornate standard sort of handle that's, okay. you know, what you I nominate say. that Barzan knocks on the door because he's a time lord. Okay. I also have my 10-foot pole. I can, I can push at the door. Okay. So is that what you're doing? Barzan, do you want to knock? I'm going to knock on the door with my pole. Okay. I'm standing ten feet, well, nine feet away, and <laughs> yep. Uh, you do that. You don't really. You you continue to hear the harpsichord music that plays somewhere on the other side of that of that door, uh, but nothing else. It's still. It is getting progressively lighter inside the the main cabinet cabin here because. Mm-hmm. As it stands, minutes and minutes have passed, so the sun's rising and it's making its way. It's illuminating the inside of the cabin. Uh, I try to put... Can I tell if the door opens towards us or away from us? Uh, it would open uh, towards... Like, it would open inward. Okay. Like, away from you. Oh, so I could push it, would, it open? It would open into the room okay. that you would be entering. I'm going to try to push it without turning the knob. Wait, I have a, I have a question. With my pole. <laughs> yes. Is, yep. Does it meet the door jam below, or is there a gap? Uh, I mean, there's there's a little bit of darkness. There's at least some semblance of a gap. It's not like a perfect seal. I can I look under the door then, fellows, with my infravision and see what I can see. You can be my guest. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. You you look and you don't you don't see anything like bright. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want to belabor this either, but like immediately beyond, like to the other side of the door, there's like a window. Uh-huh. Like you could look in that window too, uh, and you probably have at this point. It seems like this opens up into like a common room that you can see through that window. Oh, well, it's telling us to window. just open the okay. door. I think. Yep. Yeah. Let's open the door. I just turn the knob and push it in. Mm-hmm. So uh, this seems to be a, a kitchen, uh, but it's it's <laughs> it's very empty. It's uh, the the pantry shelves are are bare, uh, and there's there's nothing really in here. But you can tell, like from its placement, this is the kind of room that would have that should be like a, a, a kitchen because you would okay. be able to like you know have have dinner in the common area there and there's like the window there where you'd be able to like oh sort of like okay. place food uh it's a breakfast nook <laughs> um and then are there exits from this room yeah so within this room there seem to be uh and you can get this sense from being outside uh and, and thinking about the cabin there's basically a room that's immediately to the east uh, and I can just give you, like, that picture so you can see it. Okay. Too. Okay. There's th- there's three other smaller like they couldn't be more than like bedroom type rooms that come off of this. This cabin could hold a small family, but it's not like it could hold like crazy numbers of people. So. The- the kitchen area is there like shelves and stuff where food would have been yeah absolutely that's that's it it's basically empty pantry space when when you look at the pantry presumably there's dust there can you see like 
was there food there that like you, you know you pull it away and then there's a ring where there's no dust like can you see anywhere where there was food that was then taken away after a period of time no that's a good question you don't see any like freshly removed material it's it's as if the room has been unused for some longer amount of time which is counter to what you saw in the uh in the main living quarters where you saw that the fireplace had like recent fire use um and so there are three doors no four doors two three yeah uh from this room one immediately uh to the left as we go in another on that same side of the hall further down it looks like there's maybe an exit from the cabin back there like the back door yeah right and then there's a door on the right yeah are those doors all closed but yeah everything everything's closed up yeah okay um i want to open the one that is that would be the first one we would come to on the left when we come into this kitchen okay yeah yeah so so that room you walk up to and you're standing at the door uh you just open it in the door Yep, just opening the door. Okay, so you can you walk up and you're you're you know you're thinking about what you're about to do, <laughs> that kind of thing, and you know just from what you're hearing that the music, the harpsichord music, the piano music, is not coming from this room. It's mm-hmm. coming from the room that's immediately like the Further next down the one hall. down. Yeah, you okay. can you can get that that it's like oh I can hear that music off to my right. So just by process of elimination, that's where it's got to come from. Uh, so you open. Uh, the door to this room and it's it's pretty spare it's pretty small like uh you know all told it's only 10 by 15 like feet something like that mm-hmm. uh but there are a variety of materials in here there's a small bed there is a small wardrobe and there are like personal effects so what you're actually seeing here are the belongings that seem to be from somebody that was here uh and I say was because you haven't encountered them yet, right? Uh, so so you're seeing like a bedpan. There's a large backpack in the corner. There's slippers that are at the foot of the bed. Uh, there's like a book with some quill and ink, that kind of thing that's on the, the small desk that's in the room. And there's even like the, the beds made with the knapsack. So there's there are somebody's belongings in this room. Uh but no, no body. It's nope. empty. There's no body that you can see. Okay. Um, any, any like paper with writing on it near the pen and ink? Like, are, are you in the room? Sure, I'll follow in. Okay, so you walk into the room, uh, and you ask if there was any writing on the book with, uh, or in, on the paper in terms of like pen and ink. Is that right? Yeah, like were they writing a letter and like put it down to come back later or anything? Yeah, it's not so much that. There's actual like uh, quill and ink, but it's like a it's like a it's like a journal. It's it's a you know a bound book that's there, and it it's oh. it's a it's a book that's closed. I'm gonna open it and flip to the last written in page. Okay, so you open up the. Uh, the the journal and it's like a third to a half of the way filled uh and you quickly flip to like the last page of the journal and it has just like at the top line uh it says the trees on this mountain are agonizing 
<laughs> I wrote that in one of my field notebooks. <laughs> huh. I guess I'll flip through and read some more and just try to get a sense of who this person is and what they're doing here. It's Jack Torrance, and he was here to write a, no- a novel. <laughs> and all it says on every page is, the trees on this mountain are agony. <laughs> they so they're in one room. I should probably go explore another room. Oh, let's yeah, let's split the party. That's good. Uh, so is that what we're doing? What do you think, their boss? Uh, dude, I'm in this room, and Birzon's right. in this room, and you're not in the room. Yeah. So it, I'll I'll look in a different room. Okay, so are I'll you are you going towards the room that has the music playing or the other room? <laughs> the other room. Okay. No, so I choose the not music room. Okay, so 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 we'll come back to that here in a second. Uh, so Brazon, you're flipping through the book and you flip you know many pages back and you know all told this is a multiple hundred page like little little journal like this is the kind of thing that you could keep. 400 pages, you know, double, <clears throat> double, double used. It's a moleskin. Uh, yeah, that's basically what we're looking at here, like a, like a gray hockey and moleskin. Uh, and so you're flipping through quickly. This seems to be like the mountaineering log of, of a mountaineer. That's what you're seeing here. This seems to be someone that's, uh, uh, commenting on their proud accomplishments, their climbing accomplishments, their 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 forays and slopes they've cr- climbed and locations. But I mean, without spending minutes and hours of reading this, that's the information you can get at this point. Now, if you want to like say, I'm going to read it for a little bit longer, we can come back to you here in a minute. Yeah, sure. Why not? If everybody else is busy doing stuff. Uh, okay. I'm going to look and see, are there any other belongings? Yeah, there? yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. There's the, the bedpan that I mentioned. There's the, the slippers. There's a backpack. There's a small footlocker. Uh, there's the bedroll that's out on the bed. Okay. Yeah. I want to look in the backpack. Okay. So you're flipping around within the backpack. There's a really nice coil of, like, silken rope. There's oh. an extra set of clothing. Uh, you're you're feeling around there and underneath the clothing down towards the bottom of the pack on the exterior there's like a, a small pickaxe uh, there's uh, a whole slew of ra- uh, rations here there's a grappling hook there's uh, climbing spikes there's flint and tinder there's all kinds of stuff in here do you want me to go ahead and list it out for you um, we can we can do this later I'm I think that I may take the backpack with me and okay. then probably leave it in the common room in a bit. Okay. And, and so we'll say that you're taking the pack with you. Yeah. I mean, it's I'll chock just, full and it's basically like an adventuring pack that seems to be like ready to rock and roll. Yeah. I'll, I'll just uh, drag it out in the hallway um, okay. and leave it outside this room here in the kitchen. Okay. Uh, and that'll be me. And then you guys, whoever, okay. whoever's next. Okay. So you take it out into the kitchen. Uh, okay. So we're over to Alaric. So Alaric, you approach uh, another room. The door's closed here. Are you going to go ahead and open it up? Yep. Okay. So you you open the door. It's unlocked. It's it's the same sort of like standard, uh, nice, a bit ornate, but not like not like frumpy. It's just like a a standard like brass handle of 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 a bedroom. And you open it up. And this this room, in contrast to the other room is relatively bare. There's a bed, there's a footlocker, but the footlocker's open, it's empty, there's the nightstand. Uh, you don't see 
any like belongings of people but on the nightstand there's a candle that has like a like the the can the taper hasn't been burned it's just like a full candle that's set on the like on the on the candle holder and on top of that is like a small uh leather bag as if something you would have like some sort of like alchemist powder or some materials within feel as if we've wandered into a D&D Airbnb <laughs> and that this room isn't rented. But uh, I noticed the magic pouch and I know that I am with two magic guys. So can I call to one of them to maybe come and inspect this magic pouch? Sure. I'll, I, uh, I'll call out to Grigory. He seems to be pretty wise. He's known <laughs> as the preternatural. I'm preternatural. Um so while, yeah, after I take the pack out in the hall, I hear Alaric down the hallway. Hey, hey magic I, dork. Magic dork. Uh, and I say, I think you mean magic expert <laughs> as I walk down the hallway. <laughs> so uh, something that you may be interested in. I'm interested in many things. Ooh, what is that? So on the nightstand is this, this uh, like very soft like a uh, light leather pouch. It's not very big. Basically it's the size of like a dice bag and it's, it's, it's what it's better made than that. Like not that big, like a small dice bag, like something that you would be able to, uh, to store like a handful of core uh, coins or some uh, amount of, of, of powder within it. Okay. Like a deer scrotum. Yeah, that's exactly the size that it is. Like, and so if okay. you're if you're familiar with like uh, a bag that that would be like of that size, like that's that's what we're dealing with here. And I'm I'm okay. saying that like we're talking about a deer scrotum. <laughs> like, like, like I, I I actually like growing up though, like this the size of like a calf scrotum. Like, if you were castrating cattle, like that sized. Okay. I've seen bags made. That's what we're they make bags about. out of. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's the size of of like a. Like a like a dice bag to hold like eight or ten like D and D dice. That's what we're talking about here. Okay. Maybe maybe this was that mooses. <laughs> they use every part of the animal. <laughs> uh, Is there anything in it, if, Gregory? I'm gonna open it very slowly and, and care, carefully and methodically. Okay. Uh, so you're doing all of those things. You're opening it slowly, carefully, and methodically. <laughs> you open it up. Uh, there is a powder. That's that's with inside that. Go ahead and roll forty six. Okay. And then uh, and then for you, uh, Alaric, go ahead and roll three d six. And let me know if it's under your intelligence. Sure. Intelligence. Yep. You sure? Two, four, five, nine. It is. Under my intelligence. Okay. Barely. I rolled 16 and my intelligence is 17. So both of y'all roll the dice. You're both looking at this as Gregory is sort of like undoing the, you know, the the leather thong that that, that wraps and keeps it closed. And so it pops open uh, and it it holds a powder. Uh, This powder is uh, the consistency of like black pepper. Uh, and it's it's okay. basically like think about it that way, just out of character. It's like black pepper that we're looking in here. But both of you uh, immediately recognize this substance, perhaps 
from different avenues, but it's something that you're familiar with. And I guess we'll approach it uh, through Alaric first off. So, so Alaric, okay. you you're you're from a cult family. Like you guys are into some weird shit. Yeah. Uh, That's right. We are. Uh, <laughs> you you recognize that this. Uh, this powder is a very powerful, like psychotropic drug, drug, and it's something that's not found from the Griff Mountains. This is like the the holy black lotus powder that comes from uh, the Sheldamar Valley, far, far to the south in the Blighted Lands. This is something that the Necro Wizards use to go on some magic trips when they need to really tap into some to some insane shit. Uh, and it's something okay. that your family's into. Maybe your brother. Uh, has used this powder yeah. and gone on some journeys. I don't know if your character definitely would've... has. Okay. I have maybe. Maybe I wouldn't cop to. It, but okay, well, uh, so I'll leave that up to your to your decision. Uh, I don't want to. I, I don't want to disclose those kind of details to these two guys <laughs> who are trusting me to guide them through the woods and such. So, Gregory, you have a less immediate connection to this material, th- but you recognize the same. Like this is this is the 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 fame the famed lotus power powder that that uh, the the necro wizards would use to go on some some uh, some journeys. This is this is very expensive material. Like what you're holding in your hands here is exceedingly rare and sought after but by like all of the you know the most hardcore arcanists like you're not necessarily going to be like brave enough to use this shit but you could you could trade it okay cool so uh we got to find some necro wizards who might be interested in buying this or or we could just go on a trip right now and see what happens we could lock the doors and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Barzan seems kind of like a square is all I'm saying. Maybe uh, play, he can watch us while we trip balls. And groove to, I, gro- If you're going to do that, you should have a sitter. That is not tripping, <laughs> so that's fine by me. Groove to this harpsichord music. Uh, let's I think uh, maybe you should pocket that and we can use it as either currency, we can trade it, or it could be a powerful weapon. We get attacked no. by something, maybe we can right in its face and while it's <laughs> Tripping down, you can roll out the dope. Roll a one and accidentally inhale it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Use it on the moon. And then you die happy. Well, well, Alaric. I mean, you know, this is a this is a way to like face God herself. You know, like if you wanted to speak to Marzana like in two minutes, this is the vehicle to take you front and center into her presence. It's the only ticket to that kind of doorway. That's that's exactly right. If you want to like uh, automatically like jump up a couple dimensional like levels <laughs> and be able to tap into some god stuff, this is the way to do it. I've been joking, but it's really some serious stuff. It's not what we we don't want to play around with it. So I would tighten that bag back up, that deer scrotum back up. Okay. And and take it in. Yeah. Fine. Uh, I do so. Okay. So, uh, Gregory has it in his possession? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think that's the best. Okay. I might be just a little tempted, but I don't like messing with it. No, it's it's intense. I mean, you also know that it's the kind of material that can drive you mad with like a single a single puff. Yeah, I've seen it happen, and I know that you can manipulate people with it. Oh, that's true. Too. That's true, too, yeah. Are, are either of you going to tell me that you found it? You didn't hear all this happening? You, were you discussing it out loud in the other room? We were talking about Black Lotus. 
powder and oh this is black lotus powder this is worth a fortune on the no, black on the black problem. lotus market Farzan, we found black lotus powder no one streets <laughs> like Farzan. no one imbibes like Farzan. No, no one takes black lotus powder like Farzan. Uh, I think it's funny that you said Barzan was a square because that is how I'm trying to play him. <laughs> like the 17-year-old kid that's never had a drink in his life and doesn't know what to do with it. I want to sing the Gaston song. Sing it. I have to look up the lyrics. Sir, you honor me with your with your wine. My sweet apple wine. It's a little bit sweet. Sweet brain. apple wine, 17. Is it good? Cheers, dudes. Uh, his his wine the other night was good. Um, last last Tuesday, I it, I got out of hand. But I I think that <laughs> the big the biggest part of it was the uh, hundred proof corn liquor that I had at the end. That was a big mistake. Yeah, that'll do it. Was it called again? Mellowcorn. Mellowcorn. Yeah, I didn't bring it up here. I wanted to just like bring up a little <laughs> bit of wild turkey. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, and I've got a little very old Bart in there if I'm feeling yeah. frisky. That's not too sweet. I don't think it's too. I, well, I mean, yeah, I, it's, it's. I tend not, to like sweeter wines, but it's not as sweet as like a Riesling or anything. It's more like the like a standard like cider. Yeah. Like if it was carbonated, it would taste like woodchuck or something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's pretty good. Cool. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I think this is better than the one the other night. Do you think so? Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, we have a whole bottle. Black Lotus powder. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Gushing about his delicious apple wine. Gush all over me, dude. Mm. So, uh, you pocket the Black Lotus powder Mm -hmm. into your, the interior pocket of your, of your cloak. Uh, Brazon, you're in the other room reading through the diary. Uh, this dude, his name is Norquist. Norquist Fardigger. Uh, you get Fardigger. this sense of he's a... Uh, say that again? Is he really concerned about taxation? Norquist? <laughs> I don't know. Is that... Uh, actually... Uh, <laughs> He is uh, strangely fixated on that. He's an embittered uh, tax dissident. Uh, and he is uh, hes a dwarf. He is a member of the Fardigger clan. Uh, and he, he seems to be in a bit anarchistic uh, in, his, in his leanings. He doesn't like government at all. Uh, and he's a, he's a mountain climber. <laughs> So he's from New Hampshire and he's a libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> he's all of those things. So I have to ask, like, out, out of character, like, that tax thing, like, where did that come from? Did you read that in the module? No. I, I was thinking about Grover Norquist, who makes all the Republicans sign stupid things that they won't raise taxes. Are you? Well, that's weird. So, so the description here, <laughs> and I'll read this, like, out of, out of character. Uh, Norquist is uh, an accomplished mountaineer as well as a deeply embittered tax dissident uh, <laughs> from whatever city is That's two major whatever city is ma- two major cities away from the mountaineer campaign. 
Like that's and he's he's just here to get away from. Well, he's he is like an anarchist. He's a tax dissident, and he's a mountain climber. Like those are the three <laughs> characteristics. <laughs> he is Thoreau. He this is his uh, Walden. This is his golden pond. Do you sorry? Do you know when this module was written? Uh, it's pretty recent. It's it's not. It's like in the last ten years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you. So to put that into perspective, Grover Norquist uh, is a Republican, and quoting from Wikipedia, his pr- he is the primary promoter of the quote-unquote taxpayer protection pledge, huh. a pledge signed by lawmakers who agree to oppose increases in marginal income tax rates for individuals and businesses. That's crazy, well dude. Net reductions, uh, blah, blah, blah. Basically getting the GOP members to not raise taxes on anybody. Dude, that is so weirdo. That is um, awesome. That's pretty awesome. So yeah, so this new edition came out in fourteen. Uh, okay, so he he was born in fifty six okay. and has been around at least through the nineties. Dude, I I was I was flabbergasted when you made that remark. <laughs> I was about wondering taxes. why you made that face. I was like, how the hell did you know that? But that's something that I didn't recognize. I mean, that had to have been the that's reason. That's got to be just a direct reference. As I was walking down the street one 